Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Now, okay, the call. And it says that it is being recorded, even though it did okay. It was recorded. That's good. Okay. It is recording. Okay. It is. It is. It's recording. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's it is, it is the second one that contacted you. <laughs> it would be nice yes. to have names. <laughs> well, uh, the second one's name. Her name is Bree. Bree. Okay. And I was actually going to get together with her later today. And she just texted saying something has come up and she can't. Okay. Anyway, maybe it's all for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's it's really, it sounds like it's a, a turmoil of emotions and a lot going on. Well, I'm just not sure if it's not a distraction. I mean, I think the loving is wonderful, but uh, I think this one is even younger than the last. I'm scared to ask her age. And I'm sure she doesn't think I, you know, I'm sure she doesn't think I'm as, you know, she doesn't know that I'm as old as I am. <laughs> right. So. Um, and what's funny, about, what's yeah, funny about, one of the things that come out of this is I really want a partner who is pursuing me and devoted to me. And what's interesting is the second one actually kind of does that more than the first one. The weird thing is the first one, I, I just felt such a huge opening and like we had a lot in common and just a wonderful energy together. But, you know, there are a lot of factors for her and she's just coming out of a relationship. She just moved. She's just opened up with an office for her practice. So she's a lot going on, but it's just so funny. I, I like that the second one is actually pursuing, pursuing me. you more. Yeah, I mean, not the first one pursued me actually until she stopped pursuing me, and then she stopped pursuing me. But it's it's definitely I I feel like I'm such a person who can devote and commit. I want to be with somebody else who can do that too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's you know no no games and just getting. Yeah, just so it's it's nice that you feel like you're ready. You are ready for a relationship. The time has come. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I I don't think the second. I mean the the uh, the, the first one's name is Joannie. She's French Canadian, uh-huh. and uh, you know, in a way, we have so much more in common. I I think I don't know. I mean, the second one, my God, she's just. She's just so quick. She's like, (laughs) you know, we go to this dance thing together. I meet her the day before, actually, but we go to this dance thing together the second day. Uh We start, you know, making out uh, uh, after the dance event, which is an amazing dance event and totally wonderful. 
And then we do that for a while. And she's like, I want to make love with you outside. And we're like, we're in the middle of Northampton in a parking lot. Where are we going to make love? And, you know. Wow. And then we go do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I can, I can see how it was like a very, very fast, like no, 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 like dull moment. No dull moment. No, I mean, she didn't ask me any questions, you know. I, I, I mean, it started making me worry, like, oh, my God, you know. I mean, one of, one of my partners who was from Israel like a, a year and a half ago, she said, you know, you need to go get tested for HIV mm-hmm. before we do anything, you know. And yeah. it's like people are just so different. This woman is willing to, you know. Do without with whatever without even basically really even knowing anything about me. Yeah, I mean we we did connect well, and. Yeah. But it is it is really important, Patrick. Because did you actually you did not protect yourself? No. Uh huh. So maybe your friend I think is right because, I mean, you had an amazing connection and I don't doubt it. And actually, I'm going to invite you to start tapping if you haven't yet. I was tapping, but I stopped. Yes. Yeah. Good. Maybe that's what I sense. It's so amazing. It just happens. Um, because one of the things that I, I learned these a very long time ago, that even though you had an amazing connection, and sometimes we feel like, you know, this was definitely special. It was incredible, blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, she may have been doing that with somebody else two days before. Well, that's true. Uh, and it's be. something that we usually don't think of, right? Right, exactly. So it would be a very wise idea to, yeah, to test yourself. Um, more than anything for you and for Toriel, honestly. Yeah. I'm not even thinking about, you know, sexually, but, you know, with our children, we are so open and connected and, you know, there's so much going on that if you were to have something, you definitely don't want to pass it on to her. Yes. And I'm not just talking about HIV. HIV would be an absolute and humongous drug, of course. Not the end of the world nowadays, thank God. But, uh, but you know, chlamydia, I mean, anything, right? Herpes, you don't want to give herpes to Toriel at this, you know, it's just too, there's no need, right? Right, right. So, it's interesting that I, you know, I find it fascinating that you're saying um, that you want somebody to pursue you, which I totally, I totally, you know, it makes sense. Now, is that something that would also mean that you're, you know, just kind of, Going with it without considering, like what? So now, what? What next? Right? Well, yeah, I do feel that way a bit with Bree. Uh, you know that there's much. There was much more consideration, even though the first one was quick. I mean, we did spend four days, you know, being around each other. You know, really, a lot, uh-huh. getting to know each other. And, uh, you know, it was probably equivalent, like the first four days of getting to know Joe and E was probably equivalent to like 10 dates, you know? Right. So, uh, and this one was like equivalent to two dates, you know? Right. 
Yeah. So. <coughs> and the important thing is that if they were a distraction, they're a distraction from what? No, I mean, I'm really, you know, I, my financial situation really and my work and, and just, and also the, you know, that in particular, but also the list of things that I have, that I want to do, you know? Mm, okay. Yeah. And, um, Yeah. Uh, so, is he texting you? Um, no, 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 no. I was just tapping. Oh, I also okay. gave a, a today. I gave a presentation at BNI, and I, which really actually went quite well. I, I, I did a demonstration on somebody the whole time I was talking, and it really freed me up. Great. And uh, every a lot of people said it was my best ever. And I, I just said a few things, and then I did question and answer. And, what a uh, great idea. You know, and so there was something about, because I was working on something, someone, and I also, dem- you know, uh, it really helped uh, bring about a lot of interesting questions and interesting things for me for me to just say, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that we both know is that being, you like having more than one thing going on at once. And I think that if some something like, you know, doing a demo on someone is actually grounding you, it's probably really your energy shifts as well. Like you are, that's a moment where you're giving the best of yourself. Yeah, because by doing the work, I got into a deeper place. Right. And uh, and it was just much more lively. But anyway, I did my usual pattern, which is stay up super late. You know, uh-huh. the funny thing is I could have gone to bed three hours before I did and been fine because I basically, I barely, I did a tiny bit. I did like three minutes of research on the Internet about something and couldn't find the information I really wanted. So then I thought, oh, well, I can't really go there. Uh-huh. And then... I did think about it a little bit as I was going to bed and then in the morning, but I basically planned it, the whole, you know, you know, I planned it in a very short amount of time. I mean, I did have the idea that I'd do a demo I, I, for part of it. And I would but do it sounds project. like it was perfect. Yeah. I just have to get out of that pattern of staying up really late at night, the night that I go to I just do that in general before B&I, especially when I have a presentation. And I want to get out of that pattern. So that's something that you're, that somehow you're avoiding. It's like, that you almost like you're like, there's a sabotaging of not wanting to do your best in a way. With, of course, a completely subconscious. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like a, a bit of sabotage. I mean, certainly yeah. my energy. And even, my God, you know, because I was getting together with this woman, Bree, tonight, and it's like, uh, I'm like, need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Now, with Bree, did you meet like last week or something sometime? And you had that one amazing encounter. Have you seen her I, again? 
Um, I met her. Uh, I met her on Thursday. Then we had this event on Friday, and now it's you know it's Monday, or what is it? Tuesday. And, Tuesday. Yeah, but we've been yeah. So that's 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 what it's been. But we've been texting a lot. Okay. And so. But it sounds like, they, well, you have no idea if you have more in common with her or not, other than an amazing, like, spontaneous connection. Yeah, I mean, I already know some things about her I like. I mean, I like her as a person, you know. I mean, she's, you know, I always go after the, she, you know, she's quite young. She's this major activist, and she, you know, she's obviously in her 20s. I, 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 there's no way she's not in her 20s. I, I just hope she's in her late 20s instead of her mid-20s. But, um uh, but I just hope that uh, you know she's she organizes she like organizes a lot and teaches organizers. She's oh. totally, and so she's a strong woman. You know, she's an interesting, powerful woman. And then she knows a really good friend of mine who's like my age, who's a, a really big activist. And, uh, you know, when she starts talking about her activism, she, she looks like a little hippie girl, but she's, she, when she starts talking about her activism, she gets very strong. And you can tell she's just a very self-possessed person. I mean, and, uh, you know, she, she said her father is, you know, uh, made a lot of money with a, some sort of grocery store in Springfield and she used to manage the whole store she said wow a oh. few years ago uh. <laughs> so what is the what is most present for you because one one thing that I want to share with you that has been it's so interesting because I was thinking about you is that I've been working with quite a few entrepreneurs you know, as of lately, the last couple of months, and there's been a very strong pattern that I discovered where everybody, you know, has a goal, like a vision of what they want to achieve or what what they would like. It could be more stable income or it could be just a combination of exactly what is it that they want to do for, uh, you know, as their their practice or, you know, job, however you want to describe it. and then there are, there's a significant group of people, I would say 90%, that tend to auto-sabotage, auto self-sabotage. It could be, you know, through procrastination. It could be avoidance. It could be just distraction. It could be, you know, so I, I mean, all the way from something super simple to something more complex. But what I have found is that in every single case, when looking and exploring and diving in, you know, in a good way, in a significant way, there's a subconscious fear or concern um, about reaching that goal that it would cause so much pain without realizing, right? So these are mm-hmm. subconscious. Mm-hmm. But the idea of reaching that goal could cause so much pain that the pain of procrastinating, even though it's currently really intense because you're beating yourself up and, you know, you know the whole pattern, right? Um, but that pain is less than the potential pain of actually reaching that goal. 
Right. So it's really crucial to understand because otherwise what's happening is that what is driving us is these subconscious, completely subconscious programming, something that we're completely not aware of, and yet it's having a major impact not only in our income, in our life, but also in in the level to which we can actually progress, you know, make progress, but also the choices that we make. Because we're choosing out of programming instead of freedom. Yeah, exactly. So I know freedom, I mean, power and freedom is scary. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, what is it that, how, how does that play out? If, you know, freedom and power, power and, free, power and freedom are scary. Is that what you said, Patrick? Yeah. How so? I don't know. Just this thing, like I, you know, I don't know. It's really, I mean, like, what if I really, like, 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 I don't feel like I actually take a lot of risks. I mean, I could take a lot of risks. Like, people, you know, I don't know. What could I do to take a lot of risks? I don't know. I could just simply, like, change careers. That would be risky or you know, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I feel like I, I don't know. It's just things are scary. Like even just for me to plan a class is scary, you know, and right. I enjoy doing it, but I don't want to. What was so amazing about the last class I did is like I planned it, but then I kept telling myself that it wasn't successful. Mm. That I didn't have, um, that I didn't have enough um, people in the class. And then I finally had to realize that my mind was telling me this. And when I actually counted the people and counted the income that I made from the class, I actually did quite well. But my mind was so busy telling me it wasn't successful. Right. And that was fascinating. Yeah, because then you're, you're like it's, – it's interesting how then you are looking at things in a way that is going to say, well, what, it's not worth it. Yeah. But somehow it's like, a, yeah, it's not worth it. I don't want to do it. Or why would I do that? Or So what is it, what would be the one thing, one area that you're, and you're tapping, right? Yeah. Right. So what is the, the one one place or one area that what is happening that is affecting you the most that you would like to make the most significant change? And I, I'm not surprised that you had another fight with your brother, especially with everything that is going on and, you know, having, you know, you, having to spread your, the, you know, the ashes and everything. It seems like a pretty intense time. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish he had that perspective, but he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting. So he's just he has a different view of things. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, if the same thing happened, if you know, I would just. I wouldn't even think about it. If he, he, I got very angry at him. I, I, you know, I 
I feel like I said a very beautiful thing to him and he started just criticizing me. And, and also I think he has a big, we both have a pattern actually of just avoiding conflict. And so he obviously hasn't said some things to me. And then I realized, oh, my God, I have this whole wealth of things I am mad at him about. And so we just blew up. But I, I really yelled at him, and he got very upset and, and scared and, and uh, you know. But if somebody – if he had done the same thing that I had done to him, I would just be like – the next day I would just call him and say, God, you know, that was a trip. You know, we're obviously all triggered, you know, let's just, let's just, you know, get through this. Let's just forget about it, you know, not yeah. forget about it, but let's just get through this, you know, it's no big deal, you know. Um, and the truth is, you know, he's very much similar to Rithia in the sense that he has a lot of anger all the time. And he's, and he's very, can be just very not in his heart and highly, highly critical. And, mm. and he's also very angry, which is the irony. You know, he's angry quite a bit and he doesn't realize it. I'd much rather he just yell at me rather than be angry with me kind of on this like icy way that he is most of the time. It's just really, and is that, is that something that, how, how is that affecting you? Well, I I uh, I don't feel I I just don't feel close with him, and that's what I started saying. I I I just said, hey, Jonathan, I'd love to be, I'd love for us to be closer. I'd love to be emotionally closer, you know. And yeah. then he just started going into a litany of why, you know, why he couldn't be closer, and. It wasn't even fair. You know, I asked him to help me out with something because there was something logistical we had to do for my brother's death. And I, you know, so to me, I'm very used to these kind of relationships. You know, just call me, you know, text me about this thing. And he says, well, you didn't get back to me. Well, that's what he said. He said, well, I can't be close to you because you never get back to me. I'm like, when have I not gotten back to you? I've been getting back to you for, you know, really solidly for a year or two and he said well you didn't get back to me about this the uh you know this document i'm like i asked you to help me on this issue that only i can do he couldn't do and that's not i just didn't feel like that was fair you know and and then he also i went back to the text and he exaggerated he said well you didn't get back to me in a week and i looked at the text and it's like well, I didn't get back to him in five and a half days. It's not a week. And I just, the whole thing about exaggeration, I just, oh, I'm so done with it. It's like, and and the truth is I've been getting back to him about every personal thing. I just feel like that was a different relationship we set up. He can't, but he also doesn't probably do that sort of thing. You know, he doesn't ask somebody to help him out with something and, you know, maybe he doesn't understand that. I would never, if somebody said, oh, can you help me out with it? Can you text me or call me to help me to get this thing done? I wouldn't take it personally if they didn't get back to me because I know that this is their hardest thing. And so this is why they asked me to do it in the first place. You know, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. And But there's a pattern with your brother where you feel like 
he doesn't fully accept like who you are or what you know. He wants you to be different and act differently, and he get all he gets all like upset when you you're not you don't respond in time or you don't respond in the way that he wants you to or expect you to. Is that true? Um. Yeah. Yeah. And he. Um, yeah, but he's also not grateful. You know. I mean. You know, we went on this trip. We had this high school reunion for a weekend. And then we went to the Adirondacks for another two days and or a day and a half or something, two days almost, and spread his ashes. You know, the amount of I, – I, I really studied him. The amount of, like, true vulnerability or, you know, he gets very jokey in – social situations and he barely says any authentic thing you know and he also is he's kind of sarcastic in his jokiness and I I really wondered whether I was making it up but I definitely felt like he was harder on me his sarcasm was always harder on me but he's like barely says anything he's not soft he barely says anything that's authentic you know he's just he has his passions and so he starts talking about people to his about his passions but it's not the same thing as being emotionally vulnerable. And my God, I, 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 if somebody came to me and said they, they want me to be more uh, emotionally open to them, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. You know, I would celebrate and, and appreciate. And, and, you know, and instead he just goes into criticizing me on something that doesn't even make sense. You know, and he's ignoring the fact that I've been highly responsive to him for a solid year, at least. Yeah. So, there's, then, there's a, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, You're tapping, right? Is, yes. Good. And the other thing about him is that he, he uh, yeah, it's just so critical. It, yeah. Okay, you know, so, it, so it's so critical, and it, it really hurts. It really hurts, yes. That, that, I think that that's the part, right? It really hurts, like he doesn't even realize it. He realized it. He was just horrendously. And then I realized I sit around trying to protect him. So this is actually what happened. I sit around trying to protect him because I think he's too fragile. This is literally what happened. And I, that's I'm so interesting. Because my brother, so, I mean, he cut my brother out. I mean, one thing if you have to make a boundary with somebody, you know, okay, he maybe had to make a boundary with Dan because, Dan, you know, Dan was very hard to deal with. Yes, he right. was. He was very depressed. He was very self-loathing. He was very negative about the world in a very inaccurate way. You know, he was a depressed guy, you know. And, but Jonathan not only made a boundary with him, but made a extreme boundary with him that was so, and the way he did it, was so heartless and cruel. And my brother Dan, I mean, basically said, well, my own brother has cut me off, so I must be a horrible person because my own brother has cut me so intensely off. And I said, Dan, look, he's just going through his crap. That's the way he always has been. It's not, you know, you're not a horrible person. But it really affected him. I mean, you know, and you bring it up all the time. And I, I, basically what Dan did is he had a retirement fund. It's not a lot of money. It's like $14,000 or something, but it's a lot of money to me. And Dan left it 
to me. He didn't leave it to both of us. And, you know, he never told me, he never told me, well, Jonathan cut me off, so I'm not going to leave him. Right. Inheritance. But what he did tell me was, I mean, I know he was incredibly hurt by Jonathan. And the other thing he told me is, which is true, is Jonathan is making over six figures in his work. Uh His wife is making over six figures. He's about to make six figures. They just fucking bought a house. They just renovated their house for $40,000. They have a bedroom for Dan, and they said, no, he couldn't stay with them, even for the shortest amount of time, you know, because my brother Dan was trying to move back to the United States, you know. Ah, and they and said that he couldn't stay at all with them. Stay with them. They have an extra be- empty extra bedroom, a guest room that he could have easily stayed in. And, you know, they, they, you know, I mean, not that my brother Jonathan wasn't generous. He, he paid for Dan to go to a homeopath in France to help him, which it, it didn't, but Anyway, he, he paid for that. But I I just feel like, you know, my brother left the money to me because I need it, and Jonathan doesn't. Now, is and, Jonathan, did Jonathan get upset about that? Well, this no, because this is what me, caretaking me, did. I, I, when we found out that Dan had left that money only to me, I said, oh, I, without even skipping a beat, I just said, oh, we'll just split it. And now I realize I, what I was doing was I didn't want Jonathan to suffer at all. Like, if I split the money, then Jonathan doesn't have to think of the reasons why, uh, you know, Dan didn't leave anything to him. And so this, to- is, this is really huge, Patrick, because not only you can use that money, that money and but you're also by there's I think that there's more than protecting him and I really you you hope you're tapping if you haven't for a second start again because and and I can good because I I can see how huge this is at the core you know so it's you know you you believe and I I of course I I honor that that you're protecting Jonathan I also feel like what is also underneath that protection is wanting to receive, for you to want to receive a Jonathan's approval. Jonathan's like, oh, so you're you know you're you're a good guy, and you you know when in reality he doesn't need it. He he has not you know, and it's not actually Dan's Dan's um, request. It's not his choice. Right. Plus, you're shooting yourself on the foot when it's money that you can really use. And from what you're telling me, he doesn't. So check in with yourself. He doesn't need it. I mean, Jonathan, they're going to be making over $200,000 a year. I make like $38,000 a year. And and yes, he had a big bill when he went and got his MBA, a big uh, debt. But he's going to have that debt paid off in three years, probably, or even less. And not only that, but is it is it true? Is there any part of you that actually feels that splitting it would mean that you potentially could get Jonathan's approval? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like getting his approval and also not wanting him to, 
yeah. to be upset with you. Be upset with me or... But the weird thing is, like, I'm, I'm sabotaging myself because I so desperately want him to see that essentially he treats everyone around him, whether it's Dan or me, like he treat, treat, treated our mother. That was his coping me- mechanism. Cut off severely and be ruthless. And now that he doesn't have my mother to do that, he's just, this pattern is embedded in him. And I'm just like, Jonathan, it's time to stop the pattern. Your mother is almost dead. Yeah. That you don't have to do this anymore. And yeah. I, that's what I really want to say to him. It's like time to stop. You can't treat people like this. Yeah. You know, you can't. Good. So how does it, imagine that he's right in front of you and that you talk him. Enough. You cannot, you cannot treat me this way. I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way anymore. I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way. Great. Like, if you don't want a relationship with me, I want a relationship with you. I want a authentic relationship with you. I and if you don't, I don't know what to say. It's your loss. What are you going to do, die and then have your twin brother just like, you know, you're going to just, how do you, you know, um, how does he explain it to anyone? You know, like, you cut off from your twin brother. You know, it's just ridiculous. It is, and yet, is there anything that you can do about it? Nothing. I can't right. really just speak my truth. Right. Exactly. That's the part that's hard for me. Yes. Yes. Because he could reply with a very cutting, very you know, sarcastic comment that would really hurt, and it would be even it would be extremely painful. And the most the most honest thing that you could say and do is say. That was that really hurt. I know that you intend that as a as a joke, but the truth is, it really hurt, and I actually don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate your sense of humor. Sometimes I can see how you might think it's funny, but in reality, it really doesn't work for me. Because I feel like you know, and what happens if you ever tease him? Is he open to that? Uh, I just don't. I, I mean, do I see? Yeah, I mean, no, I don't know. I just don't do, it's just not part of That's my not the, Right, exactly. No. It's funny how it all runs in the family. My mother's brother was exact, very similar personality. He was the jokester. He was very not authentic and could never say a feeling thing in his life. And my mother often commented on that Jonathan was a lot like her brother. And, you know, it's true. Yeah. But it's like, what? so what happens for you, right? Because then basically now with Dan gone and your mom almost gone, it's like you have no family. Yeah, it's like, right, without that, without him, I have no family. And it's like, we could have a gorgeous... Also, the other... Oh, my God. The thing that he wrote in his letter, his email to me, he... I can't even... I could... I, I basically scanned the email because it's so critical and so ridiculous. He added in something. Like, he said, well, you know, he does his whole thing. Like, he does his whole child of an alcoholic thing. He's like... Well, I'm I'm not going to talk to you for three months, 
And, uh, you know, and uh, also, this is the thing that totally killed me, which is just insanely stupid and cruel. He said, and uh, we're not going to see Toriel, and, uh, you know, Juju is not going to see Toriel. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Just get together with Toriel with Rathia. If you don't want to see me, that's fine. But you're not going to stop. You're not going to stop our kids who love each other from seeing each other. That's just sick. Is oh. is well? What, that's what a, an enforcer does. Is that to is that to cause pain? Right. He's an enforcer. He's a major, 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 major enforcer. And it's like what he does is he does things to hurt. Because then he gets his way. Yeah. So there's something that he wants you to do, and in order to, you know, in order to get it, he's going to just push and poke and, and do things that hurt you. So, you know, when you it, – it's, it's a slight form of emotional torture if you think about it, right? So how can we – just more than anything, we cannot – I'm so sorry, we cannot go late today, but um, – how can you take care of yourself? What do you need to be able to say? Because I have to tell you, with enforcers, there's two ways. You submit, you know, you just go submissive and you're a victim, right? And you just basically try to avoid pain by being turning into a slave. Or you set boundaries. That's the only way. They're not going to like it. They really don't like it. But it's the only way to survive, one or the other. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Say it again. So do you see, like, what the, what the options are, right? That you either become a victim and you become very submissive, submissive, right? That you do whatever, pretty much, whatever he wants, or you just set very clear boundaries. Yeah. Right? Of, of taking care of yourself, which I know because of your history that it's not easy for you to do because of your mom. Yeah. But at this point, it's so important that you take care of yourself and honor yourself because this is the thing, Patrick, that I find very, very important. And is that it's really at this point in life, you know, we have to realize who we are. Yeah, we have a lot of strengths and we also have areas where, you know, we, we necessarily don't have to call them weaknesses, but areas that could be developed. Are you someone that, you know, Somebody sends something to you and you do it right away? Sometimes, but in general, no. And that's who you are. And is that, a, is that you know, it's not a capital crime, and this is who you are. It's okay. You know, and you're working on it and whatever it is. But it's your choice. If, if somebody's constantly, like, punishing you for being who you are, then it feels like you're constantly having to pay. You're constantly being punished. So, you know, and people that love you, like your Thea and your brother, right? And that doesn't work. I don't think it works for you. Yeah. So how can you take mm-hmm. care of yourself? Mm-hmm. So you feel like you are in charge of your life and you're not at the mercy of your brother's moods or your Thea's moods or, you know, and you're not, and you don't sabotage yourself. So you're more clear of your choices. 
Yeah. What is coming up for you? Oh, for, are you asking me that? How do I? Yeah. Know? Well, I think just this. Yeah, just to to speak up. Speak up, but it's also there's something a little bit more subtle and more important as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to get very clear about who you are, what is your light side, what is your shadow, recognize as well, you know, and find acceptance, right? So you're not beating yourself up, which is something that we have we have worked on quite a bit, like your inner critic, right? Mm-hmm. And then also the important part is. From these plays, particularly with Jonathan, is who he is. You know, he's like he could be a you know charismatic and really a wonderful-hearted person and generous. But then when he gets upset or things don't go the way that he wants to or he's stressed, he can be a total enforcer asshole at times. And yeah. and how you know and accepting that about him and not expecting him to change, then how can you? You know, how can you accept you and accept him and what kind of relationship you want to have given what is possible? That's an invitation to consider right that, right? Like, what is it that would, that would work? And, and I do appreciate that you get outraged with him. I really do. Like, even... Even if it's just with me, I can hear that you get completely outraged by the things he says or he does, and and because it is, it is outrageous. Why would he say that, you know, that the cousins will not mean just because he's upset with you? Like what? What? Well, actually, I just I just reread it. He didn't quite say that, but he just he he didn't have to quite use the language that he did. He just said, what did he say? He just said. Um, No, it's important. Just notice. Maybe it's not as bad now that you tapped. What are you reading that is slightly different than what you thought? Because that's Uh, very important. He just said, effective immediately, I nor Carolyn will be coordinating visits between Julian and Toriel with you for an indefinite period of time at a minimum of three months. You know, it's, I mean, again, it's the same language. I mean, he just didn't have to throw that in there. You know, he's just like, I will not be with you. I guess so. I just, I just find that. I mean, it's just like, why would you know? It's just punishing. He doesn't have to bring in. So he's not. You know, he is technically saying that he could coordinate visits between Julian and Toriel 
with Rithea, there's no reason to bring Julian and Toriel into this. You know, it's just, if he's not going to see me, he's not going to, of course, he's not going to see me with Toriel. That's fine. But he just, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So what is it that, does it actually make sense to ask you what is it that, that happened or what is it that you did wrong that he's punishing so harshly? Well, I really yelled at him and I pounded on the top of my car when I was yelling at him. And, you know, and I was basically, you know, I said, Jonathan, this isn't, I was just getting so mad that he was saying that I didn't get back to him about this thing that I asked him to help me with. And I just said, I've been getting back to you for a year or two. And you sometimes don't get back to me with personal things. It's just, it's just, you know, and then. And then I said, you know, Jonathan, it's not all me. I literally remember having the exact same thing. I remember yelling at him in high school, telling, telling him the exact same thing 35 years ago, saying, Jonathan, you are blaming me for our whole relationship, and you never look at yourself. You never say, well, what about what I'm bringing to this? You know? So what is it that is totally enraging and infuriating? That he is like putting it on you. That he's blaming me and not having one ounce of vulnerability, one ounce of owning anything. Not mm. owning one thing. Now, Patrick, isn't this the exact same pattern with Rathia? Yes. Okay. So there's something at the core that you need the to do. The last thing I screamed at him was, you are a blamer just like Rathia. The key here that next we're going to address hopefully next week or the next is what is it? And actually, I would love for you to, because in this moment, what is it at the core of this? What is, what are the similarities, and what is the role that you play? That well, somehow these these keeps repeating. Well, also basically, my mother she would constantly blame everything on me and not take one shred of responsibility for herself. And she wouldn't, she was not vulnerable at all. It was the exact same story, you know. She was not vulnerable at all. And she, uh, and she, um, and I would present my innocence to her. And she would just, just not even recognize it. You know, this beautiful thing. I'm saying, well, let's be closer. You know, my God. So what is it? It's interesting because your mom would not blame, would not blame Jonathan. She would blame, blamed everyone. I mean, no, I she would, yeah, she blamed everyone. So, so you know what I think could be the key here? And I want you to just, like, consider it, okay? Because I, I could be wrong, but is there any part of you that does believe in part? See, because it's, it's, about them and what they do and they're blaming you. Is there any part of you, even if it's a 1%? Of course. That I, everything they say, there's truth to. There's, right. There's, it's just that it's not 100%. Of and course. And I understand yeah. something says, you know, I don't even like when, okay, he said that I, I just, I'm done with this. I, 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 
I didn't get back to him in a week. Well, it wasn't a week. It was five and a half days. And why does every single time of Rithia, like literally every single time, Rithia, if, if she has somebody to blame me with, it's like there's always at least 25% that there's no truth to. You know, she's always exaggerating. I'm tired of this exaggeration. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the person exaggerating and then taking no responsibility at all. And I'm constantly apologizing. I mean, when I finally got away from Mathia, it was like ridiculous. I just apologized for way too much. I should have brought her ass to therapy. So that's where I can take responsibility. I should have spoken up and said, no, when you are uh, blaming me like this, and you're telling me that I said things to you that I never actually said, and you're, you're, uh, I, we need to go to therapy. When you keep cutting off every single conversation, every time we get to any depth, or even before we get to any depth, no, we need to go to therapy right now. I don't know why. I just let it go on and on. I just thought, well, she's traumatized, and, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just be nice to her. I'll caretake her. I'm not saying, I do hundreds of horrible things all the time, just like everyone else. But I, I refuse to be blamed for everything 100% of the time. I want to be in a mature relationship where it's like, oh, okay, well, what, what are you doing? You know, and I understand human beings, we have a very hard time with this. I understand that. I'm not saying it's easy. Of course, of course not. Okay, deep breath. I'm not even that, you know, the funny thing is, this is with me in anger. It's like, I'm not even that upset right now. I just, I'm just, I'm just yelling. I'm just passionate. It's like, I, you know what I really want to be with? I want to be with a fucking yeller. I don't want to be with somebody who's angry all the time, like Rathia is, and Jonathan all the time. They're constantly exuding this fairly medium grade of anger a lot. And it's like, and, and then calling me angry. It's like, I'm not, I, I, you know, Jonathan was scared for, he said he's scared for his life that it was going to come at him. This is the fucking dude who, the, who was violently abusive with me, violently abusive. Every time we get in fights as a kid, if I tried to protect himself, he would beat me up so much harder. The last time he, it was like we were 15, he just had an, he like had a intense, violent rage that he was basically not even there anymore. I remember in martial arts class, people saying, you know, you're, when you're really dealing with somebody, they're not there anymore. You're not dealing with a human being anymore. And that's the way he was. Yeah. He would be, like, just fucking beating me up. He beat me up so bad, my face was all bruised and bloody. And we were 15 years old. And I said, and, I, you know, I, I, just, I just said to him, look, if you ever do this again, I am fucking going to kill you. Because I don't, I don't have that, like, crazy violence. But I, I, and I was right. And then one time when we were, you know, when my mother lost, our country house and we had to in three days pack up the whole fucking house because she was comatose 
because the banks were about to go get it. We had tons of antiques. For, I mean, a whole life of stuff in it. In three days, we had to pack up the whole house and get it to New York. Jonathan got mad at somebody, something I said. I yelled at him, and then he, then he hit me. I just fucking pushed him back, and I said, this is it. I will kill you. If you continue to do this, I am going to kill you. And he backed off. But do you see that? Okay, so that is what I want you to, to connect with and to stay with. And we have to continue this next time because, Patrick, that's it. You got clear. You got set, you set a very strong boundary. I, well, by the way, I okay, back to the difference between him and me. I wouldn't have fucking killed him. He would fucking beat me up all the fucking time. This is the difference between words and intention. I would never kill him. I'm not even out of control when I'm angry. I'm not even out of control now. I just believe that it's okay to fucking get angry. I, I, I could go into a, an extreme meditative state right now. I know. Like, I would even say to Rathia, like, let me just be angry. I just want to be angry. You're angry fucking all the time. Why can't I get angry? Anyway, I'll stop. But it's totally untrue that I was out of control. Maybe I, and you know what? You know what the difference is, Patrick, is that neither you. I, I totally believe you, and I'm not. I'm not concerned. I don't think you're. You know, you're angry, and you're expressing. It's not a big deal. Oh, no, it's not a you know out of control situation. The difference is that both Jonathan and Rithia have a thing with yelling that triggers them into their place of total enraged out of control for them. So it's not about you. And the important thing here is that event that you're sh you were sharing a moment ago. Hold on a second. Regarding the, um, the incident, the incident with Jonathan when you said, no, no, I'm not doing this again. Right? Like, no. You said a very I I, strong... I didn't even... By the way, in that second incident where I said, where he sho shoved me and I shoved him back, I didn't actually say a word. I didn't say, I'm going to kill you. I just said, he just knew. I didn't actually say anything. But, I but that's, that is the piece. So, right. So that's he what knew I was... what I meant when I shoved him back. I just said, Jonathan, you cannot hurt me anymore. And, and, uh, and he knew. He knew I was fucking going to kill him. If he, if he tried to hurt me in the way, same way he hurt me all growing up, uh, I'm not going to do it. I was no, I, when I was pounding on the car, yelling at him, I wasn't even, you know, I reread re the letter. He, I stopped the car and I was like, oh, this is a really stupid way to end. Let's just make up. And, and so I went back to the door. I knocked on it. And, and he didn't come out, so I left. But I, wasn't, I was like not even angry. I was just like, this is stupid. Let's not end this way. By the way, of course, he was yelling at me, too. Not as loud as I was yelling at him, but, you know, he was yelling. Yeah. I think that the piece here is that it's really important is to recognize and understand that the way to deal with these kind of people is to actually be strong, be clear. It's about setting boundaries. And the piece that goes off is when they actually, when they actually get angry back, the way that they do it is very punishing. And that is really hurtful to you. 
So that is a pattern that takes place. I want you to like almost right now, and I definitely need to stop, but because I have somebody in the That's fine. That I no have. problem. But I would really like you, Patrick, to step. Like I want you to take like three steps back and look at the whole, the whole almost like you know if you were to see the scene in a movie, there's the same scene that repeats itself. So what I what would be really good is to find out. What you know exactly where it starts, how it continues, what's in the middle, you know what, you know what I mean. And I want you to notice what is the outcome that you want instead, and what would it, almost like if you were a puzzle, you know, like okay, what are the different pieces? Because if you want a different outcome, you have you're not you know you are in charge and you can make a powerful choice about how these dynamics can play differently next time. Of With course. him or anybody else, Obviously, right? it's not going to work to yell at him. Right. I, mean, I, right. Can t- I would love to talk about it more next time. Is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Thank you, Laura. You're very welcome. Take good care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.